Hey guys, welcome to the gag, otherwise known as the gayest gathering. I'm Joey. I'm Ali. I'm Zia. And we're back with another installment of the gayest gathering. And you know, we just living, we existing out here in quarantine. How's everyone doing? I'm good. I'm good. Drinking some wine, celebrating a new job that I got. Yay for that. Yeah, secure Yay. the bag. Secure the bag. Miss Thing is over there. Like for people that can't see, Miss Ali is leaned over on the couch with a glass of wine <laughs> as she's just softly speaking to the microphone. Like she's Miss Mariah Carey. I live. Mm-hmm. And Zia, how have you been? Uh, Good. Just hanging out. Not really much to add. Yeah, we're just existing and there's nothing really to do in quarantine. It's always weird when people are like, how are you? It's like, I don't know. It's like, how I'm, am I? I'm here. You know? That's why I say that now, like not even to be like a pessimistic cunt, but I'm like, I'm existing. I say that in the most positive <laughs> way, but like also take that as you want. Or you, you could do like the it. Kylie, that like head ass thing of like, I'm just realizing things. That's really? a nice way to say like, I don't know what the fuck is going on in my life. Yeah, I'm just realizing things, aka me. I actually don't know what's going on and I need to realize what the fuck's going on. <laughs> but with all of us having so much free time in quarantine, that leaves us free time to do one thing, which is very important which is register to vote. So let's just put that out there. Everyone, mm-hmm. we're recording this on National Voters Registration Day. Yeah, I like forced my cousin to like check to make sure he was registered. And I know his ass would like not care to vote. So I told him, nah, I'm going to your house that day, like early voting. I'm picking your ass up and we are going to the polls. We are voting. I'm making sure he votes. So I'm basically voting twice this year. Yeah, so... We just wanted to make that very clear, whether we're in a global pandemic and in quarantine and at home or not, there's things that are important to make time for, which is registering to vote because not voting and not using your voice just means you're pretty much asking for another 2020. And I don't think we want another one of this. All right. Mm-mm. No, not at all. And it's not just for the big wins. It's for all the smaller ones that can lead us to a better future. So don't fuck it up for us. Vote up the ballot. Thank you. Exactly. Just truly don't fuck it up for us. And one thing that I've been fucking up lately on my own is my lovely haircut that I got that I feel ever so confident about that really just shapes, literally shapes my head into a head that I like looking at or can tolerate looking at more in the mirror. Not to turn a topic like voting into something so fucking narcissistic <laughs> and shallow like my haircut, but I had a really lovely transition. So what we're going to be talking about now is people not fucking up their chance to vote, not fucking it up on the streets with their new fade, but people fucking it up literally and fucking it up for all of us in Target by not wearing their masks. Yes, you guys have probably seen this before. There was a video on Target recently that hit Twitter of like a group of what, like eight people, do I even need to say it? White people <laughs> just parading and just like, in the words of Latrice Royale, just the most romper room buffoonery and fuckery I've ever seen in my life. It's literally these people and their kids, it's like eight of them protesting and being so overzealous and overjoyous stomping around protesting quote protesting to not wear your masks what the fuck do y'all think about this shit uh first of all i'm not surprised that the saltines are still in their feelings about the masks. we're six months into lockdown in the pandemic well not lockdown but like social distancing in the pandemic because this shit started like the middle of march and we got into six months and you fuckers are still out here like in the stores complaining about wearing masks like what the fuck 
then they're going to complain about getting corona. I'd rather you complain about that than not wearing a mask, to be honest. Get it, and then I'll laugh. Listen, Brittany, Karen, get your Essie nail polish, get your whimsical house decor, and get out. Like, why do you have to? Like, they really thought they did something. They really did. And that's Brittany spelled B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y, not B-R-I-T-N-E-Y, like our legend herself, Brittany. Speaking of which- that is correct. Speaking of which, free Brittany, side note. But yes, I agree. They're going to be the ones that are complaining about not going to work and everything. It's like, you do realize that our actions cause the consequences, right? Like, this is nothing political, as much as y'all want to make it political, because you guys are wearing your Trump shirts and this and this and that. No, viruses don't have to do with political parties. Viruses have to do with immune systems. And immune systems lie in a funny thing we call the human body, which all of us that are existing on this earth ever so fucking happen to have. So it affects all of us. And if you don't get your shit together, you're going to have to be stuck homeschooling your kids for another fucking year and working remotely from home, which you're sick of doing. So why are you asking for more by not just throwing on that thin ass fucking mask of yours? Not only that, but this is in Target nonetheless. You leave us Target shoppers the fuck alone. You take that shit to Walmart, please. That's a fact, bitch. If you don't get out of my fucking way, I'm trying to pick up my CeraVe and bounce. Get the fuck out of my way and don't taint my holy place. <laughs> so speaking of tainted. Oh, here we go. Yeah, the Emmys were this weekend, and... Uh, Yeah, tainted and tanking. Uh, That's apparently what happened. Uh, So yeah, it was the lowest rated viewed Emmys broadcast, which is not a surprise, but at the same time, it's like, what the fuck else do we have time to do? you think award show people would probably watch it. I mean, I watched the first hour, and then I stopped because I wanted to watch Love Island on CBS. Love that shit. Um, But yeah, I also stopped watching because... uh, I also stopped watching because Shit's Creek, or as I like to say, Shitty Creek, kept sweeping all the comedy awards in the first hour, which I do not understand why, because Issa Rae's Insecure exists, and this was the best season. This year, they had the best season, and I just, like, I don't understand why. Well, I do understand why. Shitty Creek was on their last season. It's their, like, goodbye season, so they just decided to throw, like, all the awards at the wall. They could. Uh, The only award I think they deserved was Homegirl Who Plays Alexis, um i've watched the show i still don't enjoy it it's not that funny like it's really not that funny i struggled to find the funny but like she was a bright light in the show to me so Shit's creek is the one with the little bit alexis song mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. Yeah. that's literally the only thing i know about that show other than that it really doesn't look funny you were saying before we filmed or before we started recording that that it reminded you of unbreakable kimmy schmidt yeah is the show where like it has the characters as the plot, but it just doesn't hit. And I I feel the same way towards Miss Shitty Creek. I mean, like I I watched the show before just because I needed something to watch. And I kind of get what you mean by that it's like Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt because the comedy is like kind of there. It really depends on having entertaining characters and like the characters are they're just like, okay. Like, it's very okay. Like, if you're in a doctor's office and it's playing, like, fine, you'll watch it. But at the same time, they swept the Emmys, but like, who the fuck is out here saying that the Emmys are like prestigious? Not to be messy, but like, that's a good I don't know. Just because it's been in the game for long and run by white people doesn't mean it's prestigious. I mean, and not to say that like, 
the Oscars or Golden Globes are better, but like, it's the, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't have a very strong opinion about the Emmys. They don't seem like very legit. Uh, I will say uh, I do have beef with the Emmys already. I have beef with many award shows already. But, like, I stay watching these award shows because I always, like, go into the mindset that, like, maybe this is the year they will finally get it right. And they still continue to, like, slip up when it comes to something, like, some way or another. But the Emmys, last year, they're the same award show that gave Game of Thrones all these awards for their shittiest season, their final season. They're like pretty much like universally known as their shittiest season. They got all those awards for. So I still don't understand why, like well, this is the first time in the history of like what, 75 years of the fucking Emmys where one show has swept up all the categories it's been nominated in, which is absurd to me. I look at award shows like those shitty reoccurring relationships your friend is in. It's like, no, this ain't gonna be the week he makes up and takes you to Red Lobster. Like this ain't gonna be the week where he gets his shit together and gives you what you deserve. Just break it up and change the channel and don't feed into it. And clearly people are broken up with the Emmys considering its ratings were sufferable. Can we talk about that funny ass video that Rami Youssef posted of the yes. person in a full hazmat suit holding an Emmy? And when it was announced that he wasn't chosen for the category, the bitch just waved goodbye and left. He was like outside his window. It was so... I mean, that shit was hilarious. Yeah, uh, I was wa- when I was watching the show, I was seeing like these like people, you know how like they have like the cameras like on the nominees like before they announce and stuff. And then like I was seeing them like holding the Emmys, like the actual like physical award when they were making their speeches. And I'm just like, how the hell did they get those damn awards? So while the show was going on, I was scrolling through Twitter and I see Rami post that video and I'm like, hold up. They have people in fucking hazmat suits with the awards outside the nominees' <laughs> houses. And if you don't get it, you just have to watch them walk away with the damn award. I would be pissed. I would chase them the fuck down and grab that fucking award. I'd be pissed. I don't want anyone outside my house one not asked for, let alone somebody in a fucking hazmat suit with a big piece of metal. Bitch, whether I win the Emmy or not, I'm coming outside and I'm whooping your ass. But side note, Rami Youssef seriously needs to be our trade of the week in the future because, bitch, Rami Youssef is so fucking fine. Does anyone think so? I do, and I feel like Z is Loki, uh-huh. like, like mm, kind of like, you know, dragging us. Listen, no. don't come for me. He's a really good writer, and his show is funny and intelligent as shit. Do you find him cute? I mean, is the question. Oh, he's he's cute. Yeah, he's girl. He's your cute. voice went up. <laughs> the lies, <laughs> the lies, girl. You look good. You yeah. look. Good. Ciao. Something went up in me and it wasn't my voice. Um, (laughs) No, he's fine. I think he has really, side note, this is so fucking irrelevant, but I think he has the most gorgeous fucking brown eyes on the planet. I was watching him. They like twinkle. And I'm just like, bitch, like you shine brighter than a fucking Lumi phone case, motherfucker. Like he, (laughs) like I was watching him on Whitney Cummings and he's just sitting there listening to Whitney just go off on her tangents and just his eyes are twinkling. And I'm just like, bitch, I don't know if you're going to get an Emmy, but you could get something and it rhymes with Emmy or it ends in a Y and you don't need to know why <laughs> and it splashes but okay and it splashes and somebody that's made a splash and won an Emmy is Miss Zendaya Ali don't you have the tea on that 
yeah. Uh, Zendaya uh, won for uh, Best Actress in a, well, Best Leading Actress in a Drama Series. Uh, she's basically the youngest actress to do so. I forgot who the last one was, but the last one was like 26. So, But Zendaya just turned 24, so she gets the record for the youngest. And I think she's, I don't want to say that, I saw something about like the last black woman like getting it was like Viola Davis. So like, hey, mm-hmm. so she's in good company. Uh, I will say that like there were other people nominated like Sandra Oh and Jennifer Aniston and other people who I don't know. Oh, Laura Linney. Uh, all those people like appeal to boomers. And I feel like like, you know, because of that fact, they split the vote and then Zendaya got the win. I saw like this one headline from I think like page six or the New York Post or something like talking about an upset win for Zendaya and people were in the comments and the replies like who's upset like what's wrong with you and I was like oh girl but people were explaining that like that doesn't mean that like people are upset it just means that like the unexpected the underdog one it was like an unexpected win not that anybody's upset so that's what it meant but people were in their feelings but good for her yay for her as much as we love our queens like we'll be real when something they've done is overrated or maybe should have got the praise it has but nope she got exactly the 10 she deserved and earned because she did her shit on euphoria i will say euphoria maybe is a little bit overrated however i agree zendaya's role and her performance and just her character and what her character represented, amazing, talented, brilliant, spectacular, put it in a blender, shit on it, vomit on it. Like, it was really, really good. So shout out to her because she really deserved it. I agree. I I think the way she studied not only the character, but what it's like to be an addict and the performance she exhibited, even in the scenes where she was high or tripping, like, it was just so good. Of course, that also includes a shout out to the editing team choreographers if you insist but also just herself too she just uh did it so fucking beautifully and i'm so so happy for her but can we talk about how she's like the ex act who like made it out of like you know the kitty shows the best and i mean mm-hmm. she's like two years out of her like her like separated from disney and she's got an emmy because she was on that casey undercover show and that shit finished in 2018 apparently so it's been mm-hmm. like two years so like bitch two years away from disney and you already got an emmy she's doing it better than the other girls in my opinion wait you just said she turned 24 she was 22 doing disney you wow. know that's how disney like to cast their people overage mm-hmm. not overage <laughs> but overage for the roles well she's She's been working with Disney for a minute, though. Yeah, she was working with Disney for a minute. And, like, do you not remember a uh, homeboy who played Jackson on Hannah Montana was, like, in his 30s by the time the show ended? Yeah. That yep. was wild, yeah. Mm-hmm. Him and I have the same birthday. Just side note. How <laughs> do you know yeah. that? That's that like, is quite a I side note. I remember note. that, like, fun fact, like, from when I was little. But, yeah, you know, Disney likes to fucking cast their people 10 years at least above the required age, which is interesting because... I feel like the only person Disney's casted correctly in terms of age was like Hannah Montana, because I think Miley literally was like 14, 15 when she was playing a middle schooler. Whereas every, fucking high school musical shit, everybody's like 40 playing <laughs> fucking teenagers. But shout out to Zendaya and her much deserved Emmy win. And hopefully this means much more awards for in the future once euphoria comes back with season two which will unfortunately be a minute yeah maybe two i don't want to say minutes but 
years. Yeah. So apparently Euphoria's uh, Twitter page basically announced that season four of Euphoria won't be filming until early 2021 and might air in 2022. So it's going to be like a two-year minimum wait to get season two for Euphoria. But at least they confirmed that there's going to be a special COVID episode for the fans. But like... Oh, great. That sounds so fucking fantastic. Not only a pandemic-themed episode, but kids on drugs. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to do like a lock-up episode. Like where they're all locked up and they're tripping. And I mean, Euphoria is supposed to represent a heightened reality of what we're going through. So it might not be too That's how a lot of us have spent our quarantines. Me. (laughs) Me. Uh, So this kind of has me thinking, like, how many shows that are, like, not currently airing right now will, like, come back with some sort of, like, corona or pandemic component? Because I'm, like, wondering. I remember Issa Rae doing an interview, like, a couple months ago, and she said that they were, like, in the writer's room, basically on Zoom, for Insecure, and, like, they were still, like, wondering whether they were going to, like, do, like, pandemic and COVID stuff or not. So. Hmm. Are Corona-themed episodes going to become the new, like, Halloween specials? Oh. Oh, my God. Right. My God. <laughs> you know, because, like, they would always do that for, like, the, like, Pretty Little Liars and all those, mm-hmm. like, network TV shows. They would did, like, a special Halloween episode. So I wonder if, like, mm-hmm. Rona is going to become, like, a specialty episode topic. Fuck a Thanksgiving episode. Fuck a Christmas episode. Fuck all the holiday episodes. Just go straight to, like, Corona. Let's celebrate that. It's like when Disney had, like, their Christmas special where they had the That's a Raven Christmas episode, the Even Stevens Hanukkah episode, and so on. Child, I know damn well an exec at Lifetime and or Netflix or possibly both has the concept movie or the concept of a movie called Christmas in Quarantine Plant. I know damn well. I know damn well Catherine the vice president at Lifetime was like, you know what? This is an idea I'm jotting down. Let me call Vanessa Hudgens and I don't know, some fucking person. That's going to be a Lifetime Hallmark Channel collab to end them all. Hallmark, that's what it was. Hallmark, yes. Uh, Too bad they can't call Aunt Becky because homegirl's going to be in jail. Um, Like you said, they can call uh, Vanessa Hudgens and she's, oh, no, no. She's taken up by Netflix. You know who they can call? Candace Cameron. DJ Tanner. I'm sure she's free. What she got to do? Bitch, she's always taking a fucking booking anywhere we go. I always see this bitch walking around with her mom jeans. Go ahead, Candace. <laughs> go ahead, Candace. And what we're about to do is go ahead and take a break, and we'll be back with Gag Reflex, where we talk about uh, thy holy list of trade, if you want to call it. We'll be right back. We are back. You're listening to the gag. Let's just jump right into gag reflex and today's trade of the week. Uh, there's multiple. Uh, so the the inspiration for the trade of the week uh, this week was uh, Gaga's 911 music video and the fine ass man she had in it. So we just decided to talk about the fine ass men in Gaga videos. Y'all got something to say? Yes. Specifically, we want to point out the fine holy jesus resembling men she's casted in the video for 911 as well as judas gaga really knows how to pick out a jesus and mm, is it is it a divine choice she's made 
She does. You know what I realized? That she has not chosen any white Jesuses. A smart bitch, because he wasn't white. Okay, that's a fact. On the Born This Way ball, too, she has um, one of her dancers play Black Jesus in Black Jesus Amen fashion. That's what I'm saying. Listen, once a Catholic school bitch, always a Catholic school bitch. You spend so much time looking at damn Jesus on his cross for hours on end that, you know what, after a while, you're just like, hmm, I wonder what he would look like. So you could definitely tell that she, you know, I'm here. I'm here for her Jesus choices. I'm just, yeah. I'm here for, I'm here for them. When I was watching the video and I saw the guy playing the Jesus looking character, whatever the character is supposed to be, whatever the reference is, I was like, okay, he's cute. He's cute. But it wasn't until the last scene where she's on the ground being resuscitated and he has his hair slicked back and his eyes are just like beaming in her. That's when I was like, oh shit, I'm feeling a stinging sensation in my pussy. And it's not because of the clear thing that they press on you to wake you up like i was into it Mm -mm, that's when that's when no i was not into that that's when my pussy got dry i did not like that look on him he had like it was like giving me real mom hair and i didn't like it i'd rather him him have his hair down and curly and out like he did during the whole dream sequence when he had his hair pulled back and shit i was like oh no ma'am literally ma'am no like no i didn't like it i don't like that look on him I'm right in the middle of the two of you because he looks fine to me in both instances. Now, yep. if I had to pick, the thing is that when you see the photo of him in the uniform, it's like you don't see his whole body. Like, all you're seeing is his face, and like, he is serving face. Like, he's serving, serving. the eyebrows, the cheekbones, everything. So, I, I feel like, I feel like in the uniform, you kind of got to see more of like the face serving versus. I agree. When it was like the whole part where he was shirtless, like you're just looking at his abs because, goddamn, those are some abs. I wasn't. I was looking at his face and his hair. Girl, no, the biceps, the abs, the hair, the le- everything, all of the above. You- you know what was really fine, though, in the drag look of his was the fucking liner. I think guys, like, this sounds so My Chemical Romance, but whatever, but guys that wear, like, eyeliner, oh, my God, nothing makes my pussy wetter than somebody wearing some waterproof-ass, wet and wild, ugh, lash liner. Jesus Christ, I'm about to erupt. I'm right Literally there with Jesus. you. Mm-hmm. And, like, him with it, I was like, ooh, bitch, it just looks so good, and his eyes pop. Oh, my God, something else is popping. But yeah, I like the slick back look. I love a slick back look with guys. It was funny. On my way to the gym today, I saw a guy with like long hair. And I was like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> and why aren't you my husband? And he had long hair too, but it was slick back. And I thought the same thing. I was like, it probably looks good when it's roaming free in the wild. But also, bitch, when it's slick back and you have face for it, give me cheekbone. Give me bone. Bone something. You know, so he was definitely serving there. Um, other people that also were serving was the... Judas she selected, or not the Judas, was the Jesus she selected for the Judas video. Oh, who which was the serve. That the crown serve. of thorns in gold. I just remember seeing that and being like, oh my God, I'm obsessed. And like the braids, you remember that? And like, mm-hmm. oh God, that was a whole ass serve. I was really feeling him during the whole motorcycle scene in Judas, because that's when I was like, ooh, okay little badass but like yeah he was fine he had like very cut features enjoyed that still wouldn't say he was my favorite gaga music video man but he he was up there i would definitely wash his feet like she did in the video that's all i'm gonna say i would definitely wash the feet wash the feet with something whether it's water my saliva my tongue oh god all these my things. dangly thing that's swinging in the back of my throat i'll make it clean 
I'd buff it with my teeth too. Fuck it. It's <laughs> a no, no ma'am. <laughs> no. Uh, you know who could hit the dangly? No, it's a no for me. But you know who can hit the dangly thing in the back of my throat? Taylor who? Kenny. Yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, he can. He could hit you and I's yes. dangly <laughs> thing. Oh my goodness. Him in the you and I video. Woo. And that's where they met too. Yeah. Bitch, I don't blame her for it falling in love on the first sight bitch girl but like those scenes you remember I, I think there was a part where he was like experimenting on her and like she's uh-huh. just laying back like having a good time oh god uh, that music video for our teenage selves uh, we're all getting wet here gaga just like that's the thing like she's just like i know gays and homosexuals and men appreciators are going to be watching this shit let me just give them what they want and bitch we are clearly living it for it. Also, the um, man in the paparazzi video. What's his name? Alexander Alex. Scars- Skarsgård. I believe is how you say it. Yes. Skarsgård. He's definitely fine as well. He's one of her very rare Caucasian male leads. I think it's because chosen- he was supposed to play an asshole boyfriend. That too. So it's kind of good that she ended so, up killing him. Yeah. I mean, he did a great job. He did do a great job. He's definitely fine. We are saying he's very... Rem- like he gives us very like Calvin Harris. Like he just looks like that tall white European man that you know is like packing like a nasty nine pounder. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a fucking like burger that like you eat at a place. And if you finish it, like you get the meal for free. But you don't got to pay me to finish somebody's meat. (laughs) But I'll take the change that comes with it. But you are thirsty. I am. uh, You know why? Why? You know why? I think it's because... (laughs) This is so TMI, but whatever. It's gag reflex. Get your throat moist. But I think it's because I was on this thing where I wasn't like masturbating or I didn't have a sex drive. And I feel like because I masturbated recently, my sex drive has come back. Do you feel that? Ali, you were telling me before the show, actually, mm-hmm. you had some insight. Yes. On such same situation Mm -hmm. so my cousin uh i have an older cousin who told me that uh he hasn't nutted uh clearly the politically correct term he hasn't nutted in like over a year and he says that like i don't know that just like makes people more attracted to you or just like you give off a better aura or like energy and he's like trying to get me to do the same thing uh he got his little brother to do it his little brother who has a girlfriend of like a year so for like the first half of the relationship they were fucking but like for a while now he hasn't been nutting and i if i was her i would be mad as fuck like i'd be mad as fuck like you're not gonna nut for me i'd be pissed all right, <laughs> child, that's a lot and not enough nut to come with it. Let's dissect this shit down. So he thinks that not masturbating improves your aura or, or not nutting technically because he's doing the process, but not necessarily reaching the finish line. So he thinks it improves your aura and makes people more drawn to you. Uh, Yes, I, I guess like he says that there's something about like the like, I guess the containing of the, you know, testosterone that just like, just helps him and like has him more Uh focus or he could just like see, he gives off better energy. I don't know how true that is. He says that's what he does. That's what he's been doing for a while now. We'll see. 
What do you guys think about it? I have thoughts, but what do you guys think about it? That sounds like some white people doing ayahuasca in the desert type theory. Like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. I don't know about all that. I don't know. Not the Chelsea Handler though. <laughs> Ali. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm going to try it out. But to be quite honest, the longest I've gone without like nutting for like, oof. The longest I've gone in recent memory is like a little over two weeks, and that's about it. Uh, I, you know, gave in, and I feel like I would not be, I I don't know if I'd be able to do it. I'll try, and we'll see how it goes. I'll let y'all know how it goes. I'll fail by tonight, but I'll let y'all know how it goes. Two weeks is not bad, though. Two weeks is a good, like, goal, though, to be honest. Like, that's, like... Especially, like, I don't know how it is for girls that you can put in your insight, but, like, for guys, like, we really are some dogs, bitch. You know what I mean? Like, we, like, like if the breeze blows a different way when I walk out my apartment, my dick's up <laughs> when I step in the party. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, for me, how I look at it is, like, I see, like, nutting and cum as, like, bad bitch juice And I almost, and like, this is like, I don't want to sound fucking stupid or like some white person on ayahuasca, but I kind of agree with Ali's cousin's logic because I've noticed this lately too. Whenever I have like a week or two weeks or however as long as I could go without nutting, I've just noticed I'm oddly more welcoming to people. And I've noticed that more people have come up to me, not like I'm a fucking celebrity, but like people are more drawn to have conversation with me. Like if I'm like at a store at Sephora with my mask on and shit, looking for some foundation, the person won't only just like come up and give me what I need, but like we'll have a full on Kiki. Maybe they're just a nice person. Maybe it's just been a week filled with nice people or whatever, but I don't know. I, I, I kind of agree in the same way. So maybe by holding in that bad bitch juice and not letting it exit via your penis, it keeps it in. You know what I mean? It's like when Whitney says, I'm every woman. It's all in me. It's like, I'm every nut. It's all in me. I'm all this bad bitch juice wrapped up in one, and I'm just waiting to bust it on the right one. But the thing is that if you hold all that bad bitch juice in, wouldn't you feel like more pent up after a while? After you get to a certain point of days, I feel like for me, I feel like it's like breaking a diet and a bitch has been through diets left and right and up and fucking down. So it's like, it's always like the first few days are the hardest. You know what I mean? It's like the first day I'm like, all right, I'm hungry. Oh, bitch, no, you're not going to get pizza. No, you're not going to get Burger King. What you will get is a salad. (laughs) That's a very parallel reference to our last episode, if you watched, speaking of salad. (laughs) But whereas I feel the same way with like masturbating and stuff like that, because it could become habitual. It could become habit. Like, for guys, that is a natural sleep aid, natural and free sleep aid. So I'll go to bed sometimes. It happened a few nights ago and I didn't masturbate. I'm ready to get my zhush and stuff like that. But I wasn't even feeling it. I was doing it based out of instinct and habit. And then I tried not doing it and then repeating it the next day. And I wasn't, I'm trying to think of a funny term for it, spanking my monkey or doing all that no more for a few days. And it was actually lovely so yeah once i think you get past those first few days you kind of forget about it and that's 
very interesting. Yeah, uh, I'd need to keep myself occupied enough for me to not think about wanting to do it. But the thing for me is a lot of the stuff I watched like has like romance and like drama because I love that shit because I like drama on my TV mm-hmm. and in my shows, not in my life. And I just like, if I see like a guy that's like hot or like doing something for me, I just get in this space where I'm just like, oh God, like, oh God. And then I'm just like, you know what? Let's incognito tab and let's open up what we need to open up. Or I open up my, you know, my little X-rated Twitter (laughs) and just like scroll through. And yeah, I need to get that shit off my phone if I actually plan on like conserving shit. That's the thing. I I feel like it has its benefits, but also this is not like an anti-masturbation campaign because <laughs> we are all here for it, especially when we're all in quarantine. Mm-hmm. Keep doing it if it's what's going to get you through and off grinder. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder if maybe it's because for guys, it's different in that like when you're turned on, it like literally physically manifests itself. But like, mm-hmm. you know, let's say like Ali, if I'm watching a TV show, if I'm watching whatever, and there's something steamy or whatever, like, I just kind of watch it. And like, I just do the Paris Hilton thing. And I'm like, that's hot. And then like, I don't know, just kind of move on. You know what it is also for me, I feel like I don't say I'm addicted, but I love the feeling of post nut clarity, bitch, I can conquer the day after I have a cup of coffee, or a cup of nut splatted onto my my cup bitch oh my god or splatted in my mouth depends if i'm with somebody or not oh my god i feel like i could take on the fucking world to be honest i get like way more post nut shame than i do post nut clarity Uh, but like when i pop a chub i feel like i have to take care of it yes when i pop a chub i have to take care of it i can't just like let it sit there and just like wait it out i can't do that like no that's not possible for me. I need some like visual content to stimulate like me. Like it's just looking up at you, like help me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally. Uh, so I have to ask you, Joey, because you've been experiencing both sides of the astral projection. Do you feel like mm. the clarity is better when you have it nutted or post nut? Ooh, that's a good question. Ali, help me out here. Um, I, I think there are two different types of clarity. Like, the post-nut clarity is like a short-lived high. Do you feel that? I like agree. Like the post-nut clarity, it's like, it's good for like, just like a coffee high. Like it's good for maybe like, what, like a few hours, not, maybe not a few yeah, hours. Like short-lived, yeah. Yeah, it's very short-lived. Whereas the non-nutting clarity, non-nut clarity, <laughs> non-nut clarity nut free. is more of like, yeah, nut-free, nut-free bitch, um, is more of like a long-term better feeling i don't know i just feel much more balanced and i'm not as distracted even like when i see like guys and everything like on the street that i think are cute not that i'm a fucking creep and i just want to fuck every single thing that walks by me but also at the same time i mean i am a fag here in the city that has eyes that don't stop moving so yes i will i won't be a fucking weird but i will spot trade and clearly analyze in my head and just think about things but when i'm not doing the nasty as much i feel like i'm not as eager to do so i'm just not thinking about it which is going back to what i said about like breaking the first few days of like not nutting you just it just becomes habit and you don't think about it until something provokes you to think about it what brought me into relapsing on nutting i guess if you want to call it was scrolling through twitter and stumbling across somebody's porn page and 
that's how that's how my nut of this week happened. My first nut this week happened. Welcome it into the world, everybody. Thank you for sharing Nuts Anonymous, Joey. We appreciate your your story. Very brave. Thank you for welcoming me, yeah. Ali. Um yeah. So I'd say that like I feel like I operate better when I like mm, I'd say I'm more focused if I like don't not because like I don't know because I feel like that stuff's like not in my mind but if it is in my mind I feel like I like do like get to it and then I like I just (laughs) and then um I just yes when I feel like checking into not anonymous I just I mm, I don't know I feel lighter I feel lighter when I like do, but it's like for a bit. So yeah, I mean, that's all that's like plain and simple. That's pretty much it. All right. Well, it was very lovely and enlightening to learn about the relationship of um, two gay men, two men in my life and uh, they're nut. Thanks for tuning into Gag Reflex, aka Nut Anonymous, and we'll be back with DM Diaries. Welcome back to the gag. Now it's time for DM Diaries, where we're going to listen to whatever it is that you guys sent us, give some advice, share some moments. Um, and yeah, if any of you guys have any questions or comments that you want to send over, feel free to DM us on Instagram and Twitter at the Gag Podcast. So, Joey, what is this week's DM Diary? All right, so we have a DM from Anonymous, and Anonymous says, Hey, I'm Anonymous, and I've been interested in one of my best friends for three years now, but he has currently been seeing someone. I have been fine about the situation for a while now, but lately I've been in my feels again about it. We have a great connection, and no matter what, I'll always have a special place for him in my heart. How do I go about finding clarity in this situation? Girl, we could all relate to this shit. So... How do they go about finding clarity in this situation? Um, I think they should probably just like distance themselves from the person. Uh, if you if you're in a moment where you like have these feelings, maybe like take some time away without having to have a whole convo about it. I've had like a situation with someone who was a friend that I was like interested. In. Oh, we don't talk now. We don't know each other now. Um, don't know what he's up to but like we were close friends back in the day and then like I had caught feelings and I was like "Mm, not trying to have that continue let me distance myself and I did and then we got close again as friends and I was like "Mm, the feelings are back let me distance myself and then we just like stayed distant but yeah I think if you're like if it's like three years and like they're currently seeing someone and you don't intend on like actively going for them like whether they're with someone or not, I think there there should just be distance. It's painful, but that's that's the love game. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. It's hard because on one hand, if you really like a person romantically in that way, it might be difficult to spend time with them and have to suddenly shift your mentality of, oh, because this person's not interested in me, I'm going to see them as a friend. But if you've always seen them as someone romantic, it's really hard to shift your mindset around that. So what Ali said about distance and kind of taking some time away from the person so you can kind of readjust your mindset is ideal. But 
at the same time, it might feel kind of impossible because you don't want to lose them as a friend. So it's a really tricky spot to be in. And really the only the only way to kind of get over it is to fall for someone else, honestly, or find something about yourself or some interest that you have in yourself to put your attention just onto something else. But I mean, I feel that like if you've had a crush on someone and you're going to be around them all the time and they're a friend, it's really it's a tricky thing to have to change that mentality because you fell in love with them yeah. a little bit. So it's shitty. Yeah. Oof, girl, we in our feels today. Um, I agree with both of you guys. I definitely think distance is a good thing. Not distance necessarily meaning just like befriend them, but you have to find the right amount of healthy distance. We all need to have that with everyone, but especially with those friends that seem to trigger that little sensitive love spot in us whenever we're around them. Maybe you shouldn't be around them as much, not because they're a shitty person, not because they were somebody else, but it clearly is putting you under a cloud and a thunderstorm that you shouldn't even be under. You know what I mean? So I would definitely say distance. I like what Zia said about picking up something else, which is a good idea, whether it's like a hobby. This literally sounds like we're training somebody to get like over a divorce or like recover from like a drug, which honestly kind of both one and the same when you think about it, you know, all relate to mental addiction, whether it's something tangible or whether it's a person, it's all kind of one and the same. And that's the shittiest part about it. No matter how long you've known the person, like when you like literally like what fucking what's her face, Selena Gomez said, like the hearts want what it wants. And I think that's a very important step into getting over it is be real about it. If you want the person, say you want the person, just because you're saying that doesn't mean you're going to go chase after them. What I've been telling myself lately is because I've been, this is my fucking life, not necessarily with friends, but people that I think like me, but they end up just like me as a friend, queen of being friend zone, but whatever, kind of the same situation. Like what I've been telling myself lately is that say it, like if you want them, say it. Like, I'll be like, if life is meant to be, like if life is your story that you write and it's not up to whoever's up there or fate, if you want it, how, if life went the way you wanted it, say it and just add that person into the list of the things you want and be real about it. Because once you get it off of your chest, you'll be able to look at it and be like, this is what I want, but it's not what I need. And it's so much easier said than done, of course, but finding the fine line between that is very important. It's also, it's like on some real shit, it's like, okay, well, it's either that or you don't have the person in your life at all. Choose. Do you want to lose them completely or just lose them in some way? Ali? Okay, so first I want to say, don't take any relationship advice from Selena Gomez, (laughs) because, please, no. Um, And second, um, I'd say, um, second, I'd say to just like if you don't want to like completely distance yourself from this person which you don't have to i'd say like just like be like smart about limiting your time or like the specific conversations or interactions you have with them um and if you still like if you're still gonna like carry this interest in this person i'd say wait till like they're single or like available for you to like let the person know that hey I do have some feelings because I feel like at least like bringing it up to the person and like putting it out there would like 
do you good. Even if like they don't feel the same way, I feel like it would be better for you to still have it out there instead of you like kind of like not torturing yourself, but like keeping in your mind, like, what if, what if, what about this? Like, ooh, these feelings. I feel like that's going to like dramatize it and like, I don't know, beef it up like more than it needs to be. So if you like, just get it out there, whether it's in a more casual way, not like a serious sit down conversation, like, look, I've been feeling this way. Like, no, not that. Cause like, that's too much. But like, if there is a chance for you to like, ever like have something with this person, I think you should just let them know. It's that like, if you feel like it won't ruin the friendship, but like, if not, then like, just like limit the time or like be smart about the time or interactions you guys like have with each other the mind can be your greatest asset or your greatest enemy so if you know that if you don't tell them how you feel you're going to be playing the what if game for a minute tell them how you feel but be prepared for the fact that they might not reciprocate that but don't don't live in the regret of, oh, maybe if I would have told them, maybe they also felt the same way, maybe whatever. Get that out of the way. Tell them how you feel. Be prepared for them not reciprocating it. And, you know, I think Ali gave really good advice. If you still want to be friends with them, just make sure your conversations stick to what made you guys friends, what you guys bond over certain topics. But like, Maybe don't talk about hookups. Maybe don't talk about relationships or boyfriends. So maybe limiting the content or the topics of your conversations to what connected you guys initially is a good way to keep a friendship without, you know, kind of hurting yourself listening to this guy talk about his trade of the week. So, you know, maybe that might be a good way to go for it. I think that's a great idea. I agree pretty much with everything, but I also slightly disagree on having the conversation with the person because like how I see it, it's and this isn't supposed to be like pessimistic at all. It's supposed to be like in the most uplifting way. Like if it's been three years and you guys have stayed friends, most likely y'all are just meant to be friends. Yeah. If like not to sound like, the girl in the romantic movie that has her shit together and tells her friend to get her shit together. But like, if they like you or if they cared, they would like, I don't care who the person is. If somebody likes you, like they will let you know some way, somehow, whether it's going to be a serious conversation or whether it's going to be them putting their arms around your shoulder after coming home from the club. And you're like, you know what I mean? It's people will let you know. And what I've realized in my own personal situations is, is that it's not our job to find out how other people feel about us. You know what I mean? That's how you feel about me, whether it's a positive or negative thing. If you feel some type of way about me, you need to let me know because I only can control how I feel about other people or how I romantically look at other people or how I deal with people in romantic relationships. Like it's not my job to analyze and review every single hangout session and be like, does he see me as a partner today and not just as a friend this time? You know, because in in what really like message I've been relaying to myself is that it's not your job. And that's the most freeing thing possible. It's like, oh, I don't have to do this. Like we put like these guys on these pedestals sometimes where we think they're completely incapable of sharing their feelings. And we have to 
have a deep conversation with them and let them know how we feel so they could use it as a medium to let the, to let us know how we feel. Girl, if anything, let's not forget, we've been friends for three years. If you could tell me, like, you could tell me anything, right? So if you feel something, then definitely tell me it. And if you haven't, it's been three years, maybe there's just nothing there for you to say to me because you just might not feel that way. And how I, f- I feel the same way like when it comes to like taking the memo from guys, like some people require closure and people think the only way to get closure is with the other person in a conversation. No girl, you don't need to have a conversation with the person themselves. The only conversation that's necessary is a conversation happening with their actions because their actions are words and just, and honestly speak louder than words. You, you know what I mean? You look at what they're doing and how they're behaving and how they're treating you and where they're placing you in their life. And that's the closure. You know what I mean? If you look at them and they're like, all right, I'm clearly being treated as a friend. That's them saying you are the friend. We don't need to have a deep conversation because then if anything, sorry, I'm going off. But like, if anything, I feel like that kind of gets selfish to a point and you're holding the person accountable for how they should feel about you because I like you. And then that turns into a whole selfish thing. And that's a whole other rant. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for coming to our relationship TED Talk. I liked what you said about the whole idea of closure. Because I don't know, I feel like maybe it's like a TV movie type trope that like the like what you said, the closure comes when like, you confess to them and they say yes or no or whatever. But the real closure is like, at 3am when you're alone in your bed, and you're like, you know, like you're catching the feels, you're doing whatever. That's when it's real time to address your closure, ma'am, because that's when those feelings really hit. And you have to be like, you know what? I, it's going to hurt, but I want to move on from this. And I'm not going to let my 3 a.m. feelings be involved with that other person. That's when it's, that's the real tough closure. Mm-hmm. Ali? Yeah. Uh, now, thinking back to what you did, what you just said, Joey. Um, I do agree that like, if the person, if y'all have known each other and y'all have this like great connection, as you said, for like three years and like, you still can't tell if this person is it like had interest in you, has or has had interest in you, then that's probably something that's not likely to happen. Yeah. So I, yeah, it's probably best to like, get over it yourself have like have a breakup in your own mind and like just keep the friendship i agree completely and going back to the whole not needing the other person for closure thing let me speak let me speak hypothetically on the other side for those people that will say oh well what if they actually really like me say person b actually really does like you great but not great because if it's been three years of friendship and you can't tell me and maybe I've been making moves and you haven't shot him back at me or told me, then I don't need to be with a man like that anyways. I'm not I'm not going to be with a guy that I need to hear through his friends that he likes me or I hear through any... Like, no, you could tell me straight up, especially if we've known each other. And also, like... You're fully functioning adult too at the end of the day. 
Like, that's what it is. I'm so tired and I do this shit all the fucking time. I hate how we like, like portray like these guys that we like literally as these people that can't speak for themselves. It's like, no, they could, they're their own individual as we should be too. They might be cute crushes, but that's a shitty trait to have in a partner. Exactly. We're so caught up in like guys being like the shy, cute, da da da. Fuck that shit. I'll I'll love that shit in movies and whatever and whatever porn I'm watching tonight. But girl, that's not the type of man I want to be with. Fuck that shit. Like, and going back to the closure thing, that's how I got over like a guy that I got played by for almost a year for. I was like, well, maybe I need to have one last conversation and see if they'll change. Da 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 da. da. No, girl, this isn't court. Like, this isn't a court case. I don't need to plead my case. There isn't. What's the goal at the end? What 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 am I trying to win in this love court? You liking me the way I like you? I'm willing to do all this and waste all this fucking energy and uncertainty, and place my life and well being and stability on uncertainty, just for what? For me to have you? Then what? Then I have you? Then what? I'm craving something the next day. Like it's just not worth it. Just look at like people underestimate the art of reality. Like. If shit wasn't meant to be, it will not fucking happen. Period. Like, not to be a cunt, but, like, that's what it is. It's a it's a hard situation, though. I understand. Yeah. Uh, thinking about how I would approach this, well, how I approach, how I've always approached guys, is I never really let a dude know how interested I am in them unless they make it cl- their interest in me clear. I am not the type of person to like voice my feelings first. Mm. I'm like, I'll do it on the low to like maybe put some feelers out there to let you know that, hey, I could be feeling this type of way. But I will not blatantly like say anything unless I know that like you have a level, there is a level of reciprocation. Um, I'm not taking the chance of being like, hey, um, I feel this way about you how do you feel like no that kind of sounds like some middle school shit to be honest um but i just yeah no Mm -mm. i agree just a quick metaphor to be poetic here how i see it is like we're at an airport we're on a runway i am the traffic controller the big like the traffic towers like the things that let's plane know or planes know okay ready come in no hold on there's other traffic yeah or like the towers, you know what I mean? I will shoot my red signals up in the air and let you know slightly that I'm interested and ready for your tower to come into my <laughs> runway. That sounds very sexual and that's not supposed to be, but you could take it as if if that works with your situation. But you got what I'm saying? Like, I'll let you know and the message is out there. If you're ready to come down and land, great. The runway is open. And if not... It's all good. My tower will still stand and there will be other planes flying off and on my runway. Thank you. I didn't mean for it to be so pride and prejudice (laughs) towards the end, but fuck it. But to Anonymous, whoever you are out there that is DMing us, we definitely understand where you're coming from. Clearly, we've all fucking been there considering the shift in tone our voices went from talking about masturbating to now going through situationships and being friend zoned. Clearly we've all been affected by this and clearly many people have been affected by it and it's completely fine. Just remember you are your own individual, not even to sound like a fucking played out corny 
Gaga speech or whatever, but like you're literally your own individual. And just, I'm gonna leave it on appreciate reality and see it as it is. And that's the closure. And with that, we are going to close the DMs and DM diaries for now. And we will be back with Teachable Moment. We are back and you're listening to the gag. Uh, let's just jump right into Teachable Moments. We'll talk about, let's let's see what we learned this week. Um, what I've learned is that uh, Rami Youssef is someone that we can all agree on. Kinda. Uh, I'd say 2.5 out of 3 because Zia's voice went up when I asked her if she found him cute. She's like, yeah, it got squeaky. So would you would you like to answer the question again? He's cute. Oh wait, hold on. He's he's cute. <laughs> no, I don't know how to. He's cute. He's cute. Well, he's fine to me. Okay. And on the Tiffany Pollard gorgeous metric scale that we always compare to, I think he's definitely gorgeous. Which obviously, you know, Demar's cute. That is cute. true. That is true. So my teachable moment this week was that post nut clarity and no nut clarity can astro project you in just different directions of enlightenment i did not know that and uh well that was my teachable moment now i know i agree that's a good point you know try holding that nut in for a week or so and see if you if you orgasm something that's not your nut if you let out you know a job opportunity or you welcome something else in and not just your bust a job nut. so maybe bust a job nut bust a bag yeah bust fuck a, a fucking nut bust a bag <laughs> bust a bag and that goes to my teachable moment which is like i said try not masturbating for a week and see how you feel see if you see any changes report back to us you know we could get very scientific here record some data but if not and you don't feel like doing it or your dick won't sit down because she's just standing up in attention. Bitch, go at it and fuck that shit up and have yourself a lovely ass motherfucking <laughs> nut because it's fun. All right. I recommend Xtube. Twitter porn is lovely. There's a bunch of pages out there and sites for you to enjoy. Sites as in spelled as in site, S I T E, and site as in S I G H T. There are plenty of sites and sites to enjoy and links. Uh, I was going to say, no, not November is just around the corner. Um, Let's see if people actually stick to it. And if you do stick to it, then let us know how it works for you. So no, not November and no shave November in the same month. That's not any fun. If you get what I'm trying to say. Mm. Y'all don't get what I'm trying to say. I get what you're trying to say. Okay. Okay. Zia is clearly <laughs> confused, and I guess we'll just have to educate her that on another episode of the gag or behind the scenes once we finish recording this goddamn mess. But that's, I think, class that's been enough. We have clearly reached our gag limit, and it's just truly been real. And I love doing this with you guys on an emotional note since we haven't nutted and we're all emotional now. Who says we haven't? Okay. Okay. I mean, I may or may not be taking a shower later, and I'll keep you updated. Okay. <laughs> but with, uh, <laughs> with that being said, we all clearly got to go and bust a nut. So it's been real. I'm Joey. I'm Ali. I'm Zia. And thank you for tuning into the Gas Gathering. There's new episodes of the Gag every Friday. And until then, either hold your nut in, 
bitch bus one every day till the next episode. Bye. Bye.